The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Pachak Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash Pachak Supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Pachak. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode also supported by the Pachak Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, now in the iTunes App Store. Live from under the bed of King Henry VIII, it's Doctor Who, Pachak. Doctor Who Pachak, episode 281, presented by the Gallifreyan Embassy. This is Louis Trapani, and joining me on this episode is once again Mr. Dave A.C. Cooper. Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting this, uh, after being under that bed, I'm just getting the fluff out of my belly button here and uh, <laughs> trying to retrieve this battery. <laughs> well, glad to have you back on the show, Dave, as always. Yeah, and I think some of our guests have left their knitting needles under here. Something sharp just poked me. Well, we're also joining us. Um, if you if if you were here before the show began, you know we've been um, trying to get Tara on board with TalkShoe, and I believe she is now. So um, let's see. Uh, hey, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tara. You're freaking my dog out. Canine has joined K-9 Tara as well. I know the royal family the of these, uh, these, uh, these spaniels, these don't, spaniels don't, they? don't they? A lot noisier than the frogs, but <laughs> probably still hear the dogs. Well, yes. <laughs> All right, so it, it's now this show is going to be hosted by Dave, Tara, and um, the dog. I don't know. What's the dog's name? Shine. Shy? She's not... He, shine. Oh, Shine. Uh, it's, it's Shine. No, it's, it's short for Shiner Bach. Is it, is it a he or a she? It's a she. Okay, so she's she's not shy. She's Shine. We, we already know she's not shy. Yeah, Shine. <laughs> she, she's very shiny. She's very shiny. She's a very shiny dog. She has very definite opinions. So. Well, we like well, to hear... most welcome. We, we we welcome oh, opinions you. here. <laughs> so it's great to have you on the show again, Tara. It's been a long time. I'm so glad you oh, were able to oh, it's been forever. get through some hurdles forever. connecting today and join us. Oh, that was just crazy. I mean, but but here I am. Uh, thanks to Lewis, the uh, genius when it comes to all things Mac. <laughs> Well, I I tried. I had my attention divided, so I'm um, I did the best I could. While oh, you were probably doing tech support for eighteen people all at once. No, no, I was just you. getting myself set up here for the show, so <laughs> it was just um, <laughs> juggling. But it's okay. We're gathered here today. We just started the show, and we're um, before we go any further. As always, I gotta sound the 
the cloister bells because uh, spoiler alert <laughs> yes uh, henceforth anything spoiler after alert. this point could be spoilery if you have not seen the <laughs> latest series of at least the, the first half of the latest series of Doctor Who or uh, the 2012 series or um, what they call series 7 or uh, season 33 or whatever you want to call it it's um it five episodes have gone out and we have the christmas episode coming um which we all are going to assume which will be on christmas day it's usually that works out that that way so um that's what about 70 or 80 some odd days away so i'm waiting for you to play i'm waiting for you to play the expletives at warning now <laughs> Okay. Well, actually, oh, you know, Lewis, you don't have that that you you don't have that frog sound effect for me. So if I drop the f bump, you just put the frog sound in. There. I'm gonna have to do that in post. I didn't come prepared. I I didn't know you were joining us oh, to put the frog or live show, live show. Or, or well, maybe or, we could train shine. That'll be something. I'll have a clicker here, and every time I'm gonna say the f bomb, I'll click and show. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, Tara will do her best to behave herself. But in case there's some colorful metaphors, uh, you know, we're going to assume that you're all adults listening to this right now. But when it goes out on iTunes, it will be cleaned up for general audiences. You know, those generals, (laughs) those generals have a very, you know, those generals in the military are very sensitive to such things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, I figured our surprise. I I I don't even know if we should have this dog online. I mean, that could be, that could be. Well, we, we, if we don't know, we, yeah. <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen in the next half hour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, being before we go any further, it's um, today's the well, not today, but actually, I think it was yesterday was uh, the 50th anniversary, at least film wise, movie wise, of of James Bond, or say Bond, James Bond. Yeah. Two, two days ago, the fifth. It was two days ago, so. Um, so instead of reviewing oh, rather, rather nice. this series of Doctor Who, we're going to oh, review the. Nice that they had. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had Daniel Craig on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Daniel Craig on Saturday Night, Night Live last night, which I thought was a very nice touch. It wasn't very so. fitting. Yeah, it probably was the best part of Saturday Night Live, that and Big Bird. But um, yeah, it's, it's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, I find out. I, I have. <laughs> come to realize that I only tune in every four years, so it's just to see like what, <laughs> what, they, what they're going to parody with the debates and all that. So, and then um, I get turned yeah, off to it and I stop. That and then turn it off. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I figured out surprise. Oh, no. I, I figured out surprise Dave and instead of reviewing the, the final series of Doctor Who, we'll, we'll review the series of, of James Bond. <laughs> oh, that'll do. Because he's, yeah. he's just well, did I mean, that. It's actually, it, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, well, we've we just done that. Forward to Skyfall. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, November, it's the beginning of November. Very timely. Yeah. That they have a new movie out. It would have been cruel if, you know, they didn't get it out in time for this year. Oh, wouldn't it have been great, though, if they could have released it on the 50th anniversary? Wouldn't that have been Yeah. Great? Oh, that would have been rocking. That would have just been... But post-production being post-production. Oh, well. Well, we we have this, and I played this a couple of weeks ago, but I'll, I'll play it again, being only because it is the fiftieth. Who is Dave A. C. Oh. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <blogger>. <laughs> Pop 
podcast host, Dr. Who fan, wine aficionado, and gadget guru, the man with the plan, the gentleman podcaster. Catch him on Dr. Who Podchalk, the CIA podcast, and his very own V-Blog at www.daveac.lip.tv. He's suave. He's debonair. He's British. He is Dave. Dave A.C. So once again, that, that promo is a little dated. The the CIA podcast now, um, if you can insert the Coltum, inst- uh, <laughs> Coltum yeah. Collective Thank instead. Uh, yeah. Ian Thank needs to update that. But Dave, you should have that on your iPhone so you could like play that everywhere you go. Like when you walk into a room, that shit is. So, and if you're looking for a uh, 50th anniversary wrap-up of the James Bond films, uh, tune into Cultum Collective this week because that's what they did. Um, unless you did a, an about-face and did something different than what was planned. But, yes, that's... Uh, we've recorded it. You, Doctor. Uh, it. It finished 15 minutes ago and it's probably already up on the feeds. See that? We see, don't mess see, about. See how quickly he edits? I wish ma'am, I was that ma'am, quick. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> it takes me three days. It takes Dave three minutes. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fantastic stuff. And um, speaking of anniversaries, um, there's a, uh, well, I don't know if it's, a, it's not an anniversary, but it's a, I think it's a hundredth episode for uh, the Happiness Patrol, right, Tara? is coming up. So, um, it's coming up. I'm not really uh, associated with them anymore. Oh, okay. They've uh, replaced me, so I'm that's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize. That's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, move <laughs> along. Move along. Um, <laughs> move along. Nothing to see here. So, um, so yeah, getting back to uh, the real reason why we're gathered all here today is to uh, um, join forces to talk about the latest series of Doctor Who, which is, uh, I guess, if, if you think of it as the 2012 series as an abbreviated series, because uh, it's five episodes plus the Christmas episode. But in reality, this series is, um, is just the first half of it, which was, you know, the, which is being produced this year in the second half. We have to wait until... Uh, you know, I originally thought maybe right after Christmas it was going to flow right after, you know, we'll get the rest of it. But no, I, to my understanding now, it's not until um, uh, March or April before it comes back and we see the rest of it. Plus, then there's the other series, the 2013 series, the anniversary series, whatever that may be. Uh, when I say whatever that may be, because there was speculation whether it was going to be episodes or specials or whatever. But as far as I know, I think there's going to be... Uh, a, a full series, right? I mean, that's the last thing I heard from Stephen Moffat, but um, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with it all, to be honest well, with you. Uh, the, the, the things seem to be uh, changing and blending somewhat. I mean, if you look at these, uh, some people are calling series uh, 7A, these five episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, one of the great things about them, and, and Stephen Moffat was saying that, they, you know, they were trying to build a range of, you know, really large-scale uh, 
completely individual in some sense stories. Uh, we all know that they are interlinked in some way, and I'm sure as we talk, um, the actual time element of when these different stories take place is open to interpretation. But uh, the way I suddenly started looking at this is that, um, in actual fact, it's a little bit like the specials that we had, you know, with the, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, the, um, the, the next Doctor David and the, uh, yeah. the the, the um, Planet of the Dead and so on. They're almost specials, but not special length. In other words, yeah. they have all the craft, all the scale, all the um, the, the depth and uh, and care and craft that we had with those uh, one-hour specials that we were getting uh, in, in view of the series after series five. And to me, it, it's almost a pity that they, they didn't go the whole hog and call these five episodes we've had a series of specials and made them each longer. I mean, for heaven's sake, one of them was only 41 minutes long. I think that was the power of three, yeah. what was happening mm -hmm. there. I would love to say, not... Well, if they come out on Blu-ray, I would love to see them actually not add new material, but maybe put in material that had to be cut. Because I think, um, and I've heard on a few different podcasts that I listen to, that um, in some ways these were like specials in everything but the name, and one or two of them deserved uh, maybe a two-parter. I don't think they quite had the depth of storyline for that, but I think all these five stories would have been benefited from being like a, a 60 minute plot. But that's me jumping the gun again and we've got Tardis Tara on. I want to hear what she has to say. Well, let's see here. How many uh, more jokes could we have done with those cubes? I mean, we could have had, I mean, <laughs> we, we had the one that played the chicken dance. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to be up to our armpits in cubes at Galley. Uh, yeah, I, I had envisioned the same thing. <laughs> Someone's going to have to start mass producing them. Are they, are they, on your car, on your car, Louis. Are they going to replace your dangling dice? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I'm sure someone will market. Someone will market them soon, if not already. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I, I just think there's going to be just a bazillion of them at, at Galley, and I've, I've I've heard from a couple of people who were talking about you know doing a bunch of paper ones, and I talked to some people who were going to do some foam ones so they could throw them at people and. <laughs> I said, well, the hell with that. We need to make one, at least one that does the chicken dance. And, you know, we got to, let's have some fun here, guys. Let's make up some, I mean, I mean, they, the ones they showed were a lot of fun. I'm sure, given the creativity of Doctor Who fans, I'm sure they can come up with some even crazier ones, yeah. you know. Because I'm sure we didn't see them all on that episode. Jack in the Box one. <laughs> Jack in the Box. <laughs> it, could be, it could be Jack, Captain Jack in the Box. <laughs> Oh dear God! Well, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's some images involved there that are just, just not, not for. Oh my! If, if it wouldn't exactly. be considered, if it wouldn't be considered too cruel, if you put like a four-day-old chicken inside one, with its little legs sticking out, <laughs> squishing it out the floor. Well, maybe a rubber uh, chicken. Ah, rubber chicken. That perhaps would be uh, more yeah. hygienic. More politically correct, yeah. <laughs> Easier to transport, you know, TSA being what it is. So, well, this series started off surprisingly uh, with the, well, I don't know if we should say it, with the, what, 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 well, with the introduction of the new actress, I should say, that will be playing the new companion. We're still exactly unsure whether or not, I'm assuming she is um, going to be the new, I mean, we know that she, the actress is playing the new companion, but I'm assuming 
um, Oswald. Um, we just don't know how she's going to get worked in. Yeah, I'm assuming that 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 character is the new companion as well. Now we see her in at the very end of the series for the preview of the you know the little teaser that we get for the Christmas special, which is just her looking up, and um, so right. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, see, for me, when I was watching that episode, that was sort of a distraction because I was sort of, you know, well, isn't that um, Jenna Louise Coleman? Isn't that, because you know, I hadn't seen her in anything myself, so I couldn't, you know, I, I kept on being distracted. Well, why is she in this? And, you know, so, but, um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, that was my favorite episode of this arc, and I thought thought she was absolutely brilliant and, you know, um, I, I'm I'm completely flabbergasted as to how they're going to work her in as a companion if, I mean, the doctor could always step back in her timeline and save her before she lands, crash lands on the planet, well, you know, and, yeah. and then the Daleks would know who he was again, so we'd be back to, back to the races. Uh, or I mean, that, or it's going to be sort of like the, like what we have with um, with River, River Song, you know, where the Doctor first meets her yeah. when she dies, and then we travel through, you know, her timeline backwards. So, um, oh, I don't think I don't think he could stand to, to just drop her off in time for. Oh, for oh yeah, I'll be seeing you later. Here you go. You're gonna. You're gonna. Uh, you're gonna. Be stuck in a Dalek for the next year. Yeah, so, uh, here's half a dozen eggs and some milk and a whisk. Oh, you, you know they're going to do something. They're, she's going to be split into two, or it's that's not it's not going to be real. You know, somehow they're going to get around that. I think. You know. Um, you know. Well, come on, Moffat, surprises. <laughs> yeah, or actually, Charles Tara, they could say you could say to her, actually, you don't need the whisk. They'll provide you with one. Oh, <laughs> but you'll need the milk. <laughs> <laughs> and eggs, eggs, and eggs, eggs, eggs. Well, that uh, those that exactly. exterminate. That's what those eggs were there. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, that was so awful. But but that, that was my favorite episode of the arc. I mean, I absolutely was blown away by that episode. I I wish I could say that I I felt as strongly as I did for that episode. I mean, for for the other episodes as I did for that episode. I thought that that one. Uh, was just a hoot and a half. The others, uh, I mean, the others had their moments. Uh, the the last one, uh, I've only watched it once, and I can only watch it once, and I'll probably it'll probably be years before I'll be able to watch it again. So, <laughs> well, we're, we're going to ask you about that in a little bit. But here, here's just a, a little refresher okay. from um, the Asylum of the Daleks. Pods from the Alaska, right? Same ship I was on. How can you hack into everything? It should be impossible. You're in a crash ship. Long story. Though a word for total screaming genies that sounds modest and a tiny bit sexy. Doctor. You call me the Doctor. See what you did there? Just flirting to keep you cheerful? What's going to happen to me? And don't why? Managers. You're being rewritten. Okay. You're safe for now. Pop your shirt off quick as you like. Why? Does there have to be a reason? Oswin, can you hear me? Hello, the chin. I have visual on you. Why don't I have a visual on you? Why can't I ever see you? Limited power, bad hair. Take your pick. There's a door to your left. Open it. I put your little friend somewhere safe. I can get you to him. Rory. You found Rory? I call him Nina. It's a personal thing. Hush now. Do you know how you make someone into a Dalek? 
Subtract love, add anger. Doesn't she seem a bit too angry to you? Well, somebody's never been to Scotland. What about you, though, Oswin? How come you're okay? Why hasn't the nano cloud converted you? I mentioned the genius thing, yeah? Shielded in here. Mm. Clever of you. Now, you know what really gets me about you, Oswin? The souffles. Where do you get the milk? Doctor, I've been looking you up. You're all over the database. Why do the Daleks call you the Predator? I'm not a Predator. Just a man with a plan. You've got a plan. We're all ears. There's a nose joke going if someone wants to pick that one off. In no particular order, we need to neutralise all the Daleks in this asylum, rescue Oswin from the wreckage, escape from this planet and fix Amy and Rory's marriage. How fast can you drop the force field? I can do it from here. As soon as you come and get me. No, just drop the force field and come to us. There's enough power in that teleport for one go. Why would you wait for me? Why wouldn't I? No idea. Never met you. Sending you a map so you can come get me. Okay, as soon as the force field is down, the Daleks will attack. If it gets too explodey, won't in here. You go without me, okay? And leave you to die? Oh, don't worry about me. You're the one beaming up to a Dalek ship to get exterminated. Fair point. Love this plan. Uh, what about Amy? Right. Keep her remembering. Keep her focused. That'll hold back the conversion. Oh, that was a little sampling yeah. of that episode. Some of the most yeah. brilliant bits. Yeah, I mean, Willis Girl, uh, there's text chat going on, Tara, while while the show's going on, and uh, Willis Girl just points out that um, she didn't like the fact that, you know, the, the Daleks being afraid of other Daleks. Um, so I don't know whether you felt as though there was a little bit of um, a mismatch in the story. How did you, you, you find... Uh, the, the the main fault I had with it was uh, not not that I didn't like it, but was the, um, the fact that we had all this um, uh, revving up about the fact that we're going to see every different type of Dalek ever. <laughs> it was so covered in dust. I had trouble, find, uh, you know, discriminating uh, via the different ones. Uh, the the light was so low. So I don't know whether you. I mean, if you are going to be critical of this episode, is there anything you would pick out? Well, hold on now. The first bit about being being frightened about being frightened of other Daleks. Yeah. Daleks were frightened of the Emperor Dalek, and they were frightened of Davros. And so I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, it certainly would make sense to be frightened of a. I mean, they're frightened of the Doctor. We know that. So. Um, I'm, well, I'm confused why. Well, for why me, it Daleks was. Wouldn't. It was just you have to buy the concept that the, that there's a Dalek asylum planet being that, you know, I would think the Daleks would just anything that's not up to their standards, they would just exterminate. It's just the whole premise of the story is that you had to buy the concept that, you know, and they try to explain it that, you know, with the, with the um, you know, the, the I guess whatever the, the Emperor Dalek, whatever, um, you know, saying that that, um, you know, we, um, we 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 treasure Hate, uh, hate. What was he, he said? Hate, we treasure hate, or something like that, or hatred, or and and that's why they couldn't bring themselves to exterminate these dialects. It just, it, it you have to come, you have to cross that hurdle first, because I would think that dialects would just anything that wasn't up to their standards, you know, up to their perfect what they consider a perfect, you know, the perfect race, they would just exterminate and not, you know, create a planet for them and go through all that trouble. They've certainly not had issues with killing one another off prior to that. I mean, uh, but yes, I think they venerated the the, the the evil that was in them, and it was sort of like um, 
and again, it's not politically correct, but I mean, I mean, you could argue that, like in in days of yore and knighthood, you know, the 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 fool was uh, nobody would kill the fool because that would be bad luck. It would is almost like a talisman for the people, and, the, and these were, you know, uh, not being touched by God, according to the Daleks, but they they were like their special people, as it were. Um, but it. It was strange, but uh, I, I must admit that um, I also agree with uh, Lucy's point that although I loved uh, the fact that we saw a surprise uh, of General Louise Coleman, and by the way, we gave great kudos, uh, Tara, that um, the, all those people had been to these uh, public screenings, and none of that seemed to link out, uh, leak out yes. from that. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All you people who went and saw those advanced screenings, Thank you, thank you, thank you for not screwing it for the rest of us. Uh, that was over and above the call of duty. I know some of y'all were just dying, just wanting to drop a hint. God, I just want a hint. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for not spoiling it for the rest of us. I, I, I frankly was, was amazed that nobody, you know, came right out. And, I mean, I, I'd heard that there were a couple of channels where you could go if you wanted to be spoiled. And I think that's the way it should be done. You know, if you want to be spoiled, fine, go there. But anybody who's, I mean, the standard operating procedure is just to stay off of Twitter and away from uh, Tumblr. Internet. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, go on. For like 48 hours either side of the episode. No, I, but, well, I agree. Uh, I, you know, um, I try to stay away from spoilers myself, so I, I'm grateful for that as well. And I, I went into this episode without any spoilers, so I didn't know, you know, the actress was going to be in this. And um, though I, I think the episode itself, in a sense, was a, spoiled itself a little bit just because in the very beginning we're on Scaro, which is great to see and all that but we see the, do the, the doctor encounter a person who then turns out to be a, a, a Dalek humanoid you know sleeper cell person and for me that I immediately then you know the scene went into you know we, we were introduced to Oswin Oswald and um, it kind of spoiled it for me because then I, from that point forward, I just I, I imagined that she was going to be a Dalek and not know it, just like that first person. Though it, it turned out that she wasn't a humanoid Dalek, but um, so it was sort of predictable. I mean, I, I, I have to say that I did enjoy this. Story. This is probably of there's probably two two stories that probably rate a little higher than the rest in this series so far, and this is one of them, but. It didn't go over the top because I did have a couple problems. One was, you know, buying that the Daleks would preserve inferior, what they would consider inferior Daleks. The other um, was that I just found it a little bit, you know, it was predictable only because of that that opening scene sort of spoiled it for me because as I immediately assumed that Oswin was going to be one. Um, I don't know why, but I just did, you know, and then... Um, and then the other, just a little nitpick was that, you know, these humanoid Daleks would then, once they were revealed to be Daleks, would um, grow Dalek appendages, you know, the eye stalk. And um, it, it just didn't seem necessary. It just seemed like it was just there to kind of make them scarier or whatever, uh, you know, because they're human. Why would they need an eye stalk? They already have eyes. Yeah. I could, well, I, well the, I'm sure the eye stalk also impairs, I mean, if nothing else they got that little sighting gauge so you know how far out there are da, 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 da. I'm sure it sees in the dark I'm sure it does other things no I can see a perfect reason for having a Dalek asylum now the Daleks 
uh, as they said, they admire hate. Now, what is, up until this point, the most feared, terrifying thing in the entire universe was a Dalek. What's even more petrifying than a Dalek? An insane Dalek. So why not observe them and say, okay, that behavior right there, we could use. Okay, that behavior is completely unusable, but that behavior right there, next generation of Daleks, we could use that. So sort of as a, you know, an observation window into, you know, how, how badly Daleks can go and what happens if they're exposed to certain things. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I totally bought the idea of a Dalek asylum. Yeah, I, I can see that, yeah. Uh, going back to the stalk, I, I, I saw that as being like a remote viewpoint. So in other words, they were looking with their own eyes. The stalk was so that the Dalek headquarters could see what they were seeing and communicate right. with them. Uh, so give them the trolls. Um, uh, one other lovely... I mean, going back to whether you like an episode, I it, love it an is episode. Just, just I always find that... I, I just wanted to say yeah, it is a I little cool. I, I just wanted yeah. to say just one more thing about the, the about the humanoids. It's what's nice about it is it's a nice callback to the Robo Men from the early Dalek stories. Um, Dalek invasion of Earth. You know, yet the the Robo Men, yet the the human controlled yeah. Daleks, humanoid control. Uh, so that it's a nice little callback to that. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I just wanted I'm to get that in. I'm glad you didn't mention the ones from the Daleks in Manhattan uh, <laughs> and all the, bond- and all the bondage that went on there. But one of the things is the fact that um, I think if you do on face value, on your first screening, you have that really good, strong, uh, great reaction to a, a story. Even if there are things that, 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 that just jangle a nerve, you you'll happy to overlook them and, and they're not a problem. If you have a slight um, lowest uh, you know thing on a, an episode you then start to look I mean um, but one of the things that I, I really did like and I, I, I always find that um, just a single scene sometimes can make an episode one of my favourites um, but I loved um, I think Nick Briggs did a brilliant job on this one and I loved the the interchange that we had when the doctor discovers her, uh, and he oh, realizes and that back and forth. Oh God, Br- Briggs was yeah. brilliant, genius. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, we'll have to tease uh, him uh, about sounding like a little girl next time we see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I still don't like the, the the you know the chanting Doctor Who business, but on the other hand, it yeah. did. It did move the story along. It was quite good that um, we now have, uh, and this is covered later in programmes, right until the fifth episode where, you know, gradually the Doctor is becoming the anonymous traveller, you know, in the blue box that I think many fans prefer him to be. Uh, I, I, I like him to arrive, you know, unknown to people without a large reputation. Sometimes it's good when, you know, he was on the planet 5,000 years before and there's talk about him. Um, and the other thing, guys, I, I, I'm hoping this new companion, again, I don't know whether we're getting into this now, but I hope she's not the most important person in the universe. I just hope she's a travelling companion. Yeah, same here. Just, just somebody to hang out with. Let's go look at some stuff, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm, I'm so tired of angst. Can we... Can we 
can we lighten up, please? You remember when, when Doctor Who used to be feel good, you know? And yeah. You, to, <laughs> you know, leave the screen and you go, hey, great Doctor Who, God, Doctor Who, it was great this week, yeah. <laughs> and not so much lately. So, <laughs> now, are we moving? Yeah, sorry. Are we moving through this an episode at a time? Or do you want to let Tara go where she wants with the thing? Well, well, yeah, we can go. No, for God's sake, we, somebody, somebody rein me in or I'll We can go wherever we want. Putting, putting me on the planet with the Daleks, you know, give me a whisk and some eggs and, the, and my knitting needles. There was one unanswered question for me at the end of this episode, which I guess the later episodes answered because nothing ever came about with it, was that I was, at the end of this episode, I was still unsure whether or not Amy was still being converted into a Dalek or not because, of, yeah. um, you know, she had those microbes in her that were converting her since she didn't have that wristband to protect her anymore. So it was unclear or not once this episode concluded. I also should say that I haven't... No, 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 said it was a transmat. Uh, was it was it the transmat would clear them out oh okay all right see i my next uh, what i was just about to say was i haven't since originally watching these and doing the reviews for dr pachak i haven't gone back and rewatched any of them so any of the questions i originally still had i i you know i haven't gone back and rewatched them yet so but that's i'm glad you said that because i i missed that we'll go to um from from daleks to dinosaurs Bye then. Lovely meeting you. You think I'll just let you leave without me, huh? Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, what is? Nothing. Not interesting. Not at all. Ooh, never been oh. there. Exciting! Craft size approximately 10 million square kilometers. Can you communicate with this craft? She's with me. Good question, Effie. No. If it comes within 10,000 kilometers of Earth, we send up missiles. Oh, I lied to you before you said missiles. How long till the ship gets that close? Six hours, 19 minutes. We're going to need help. More to you. What is it? I have no idea. Do you want to find out? I think it's the fitting. Dad, it's not the fitting. It just needs a new bulb. You're wobbling the ladder. I'm not. How's my side, Brian? Perfect. Thank you, Brian. I don't know what he said to you to make you marry him, but he's a lucky man. You leave the back door open. Hello. Just a quick hop. Everybody grab a torch. Spiders. You don't normally get spiders in space. Don't move! Do you really think I'm that stupid I wouldn't notice? How did you get aboard, hey? Transmat? Who sent you? Doctor. That's my dad. Well, frankly, that's outrageous. What? You think you can just bring your dad along without asking? I'm not a taxi service, you know. You materialised around us. Oh, well, that's fine then. My mistake. Hello, Brian. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. You know when Amy and I first got married and we went travelling... To Thailand? More the entirety of space and time in that police box. This is Nephi, this is Riddell. They're with me. Sure. With you? What, are they the new us? Is that why we haven't seen you? No, they're just people. They're not pawns. I thought we might need a gang. Not really had a gang before. It's new. Not possible. Run! Doctor! I know! Dinosaurs! On a spaceship! <laughs> Yeah. 
See, now in that clip, I hear the doctor say, hello, Brian, without, you know, ever him ever, you know, being introduced to him as Brian. So it was um, introduced as, you know, Rory's father. So, so yeah, that brings us to this whole issue, whether or not we're seeing these episodes out of order in, you know, through the doctor's eyes, but really, uh, this is really through Amy's um, timeline that we're seeing these episodes, perhaps, I don't know. Boy. Well, because yes, we get we get. Go on. I was just going to say because I mean it was uh, in past uh, episodes of Doctor Pachak we had and uh, and uh, forgive me for not remembering exactly who said who who said what but um, Jeff. Jeff I think um, yes brought it to our attention that uh, you know his theory was that we weren't we were not seeing it through the Doctor's timeline because um, th- there's that scene where the Doctor knows. Uh, Brian's name already, and then um, there's a there's a reference somewhere here where Rory says that he leaves his um, or the doctor says to Rory that he left his cell phone charger behind with King Henry the Eighth or whatever, and then we see that that adventure later on in the series. I think in the Power of Three, there's a clip with them under the bed there, and um, you know so. And then um, there, there was something um, in the most recent episode. The one where they leave their party and um, uh, yeah. the that's, well, that's what I'm talking about. That was gone. That was the they power of three. Yeah, so many minutes. Yeah, uh, so many minutes. They said because they've changed clothes, uh, and uh, and there was the feeling that they'd been away for seven weeks. Oh, oh, and then and, the, and these the, adventures. The last episode was with the glasses. That the doctor makes a mention of uh, that Amy's wearing glasses, but she had the glasses on during the Power of Three episode when the Doctor stayed with them for supposedly like a year. So we're thinking that maybe the Doctor might have stayed with Amy and Rory Moffat had after... Moffat has this super secret net that he's been weaving the whole bloody time because we've all been complaining that it's not as elegantly plotted as Sherlock and that at the very end he's going to pull all the strings together and then totally, absolutely throw us all to the floor and stomp on us. Well, he he did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, he did that before. Yeah. You know, with with the, oh, yeah. there's a reference. There's a reference at the beginning of the um, the the cowboy one, the uh, the, the town called Mercy, where it's ten months since they met each other, uh, and then there's things happening. So, so the idea may well be that the the fifth episode of uh, this um, and the third episode, uh, they're all they're all interconnected, but not necessarily in in the timeline that we see them as. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's get back to, to Dunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> how much I absolutely love Roy's father and how much I wish that, that he could get together with, with Wilf and, uh, mm. and, and compare notes. I think those two would get on like a house on fire. So, but then again, you know, got to prevent Donna from ever. I think. Did you did you like the scene with Brian uh, with his one request to the doctor? Oh, said, my uh, God. Gets... oh my God! Oh my God! That was just so wonderful. And now you know you you could have all these these spin off novelizations, and you could do audio books. You yeah. could, I mean, all sorts of you know. Uh, I, I I think he might make it for a very interesting companion, considering how well he just he just takes everything in and goes, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. 
Hanging out with Nefertiti. Yeah. Okay. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Got a spanner. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> every every man every man should have a trowel in his pocket. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean. I, Which was I, very I, doctorish, you know, because the doctor always had meant, everything in his pockets. Me. Yeah, but uh, this this was a this was a great episode again. Uh, had uh, had some some absolutely fantastic bits to it, and rips our heart out again. You know what can I say? I mean, there's there's so much to this episode that that's wonderful, and then, but I, I just I didn't I didn't feel quite the connection I did with. Uh, the Dalek Asylum episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm I'm sure all that uh, that uh, schoolboy humour. You didn't really enjoy that, did you? You know, throwing his no, golf balls I'm over. All, <laughs> I'm all in favour of schoolboy humour, but you know, I just it, it just there just was something just a little off in this episode, and I couldn't couldn't exactly put my finger on it. What what was off? So. Yeah, well, I think it was the robots that were off. I did, I, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the two comedians that did the voices. To me, but, uh, Tara, they seemed a little yeah. bit more Sarah Jane adventure Yeah, yeah that, that was a little too slapsticky, and I could have, you know, I could have very well done without them altogether. Yeah, I, I mean, very well realised with uh, David Mitchell and Robert Webb, uh, you know, doing their own voices. They weren't really putting any voices on. Uh, there was oh, some. Characters introduced it. I mean, I didn't particularly like this episode when I first watched it because I thought this is silly and they're playing for laughs. But of course, as we yeah. we, we know from past series, uh, the, from the, like the pirates one, they do tend to have a light-hearted one because you know, as sure as sure that the next episodes are going into darker and darker territory. So uh, you know, you have to, and and now again, you know, we do have to let the young children enjoy Doctor. I mean. Uh, it's not yeah. just for adults. But, but there were dinosaurs. Wasn't that enough for them? No, I mean, I felt, you know, two more characters. Do we really need two more characters? I mean, geez, we've got we've got all these other people running around. Do we really need two more? Um, yes, we do. Okay, so. I mean, again, it was well planned. Yeah, I mean, oh, apparently yeah. I didn't know this, but I was told by uh, one of the listeners, like, ne- never t- Queen Nefertiti did actually disappear from Egypt and from the history books. Yes, she did. Cause I, I, so, I mean, I thought it was strange when she appeared, you know, back with the big game hunter. Oh, Africa, really? Okay, I, I didn't know that you know, either. Why he didn't get, why, yeah. That's interesting to know. You didn't hear that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a little yeah, I love it. rusty on my history with her, yes. I love it when they do, like, with uh, uh, the Agatha Christie episode, you know. Oh. And, I mean, they. I love it when when somebody actually cracks a book and puts some history in there. Yeah. So that, yeah. So some school child is going to get screwed up at school because they're going to say, <laughs> and then Nefertiti disappeared. Oh no, she didn't. Well, Doctor she went Who. To Africa. It's okay. I mean, it's nothing new to Doctor Who. I mean, you go back to the William Hartnell, like uh, the Romans, you know, where, in, in a sense, it was because of the Doctor that that started the the, the you know the the fire and, and 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 speaking of fire, the Great Fire of London in what sixteen whatever it was, um, um, you know, goes it goes back to uh, you know the Doctor and and um, those aliens, the terror, uh, whatever the telepathy, whatever they were called. Yeah, so it's it's always great. Ian, Ian, the sixth doctor, listens to this. I wasn't there when the great fire was on, Ian. So stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if you were there, it was via time travel, not not because you were there. <laughs> Terraliptal. Well, however it's pronounced, they're the lizard-like aliens that were introduced with um, the episode The Visitation, Doctor Who The Visitation. It's a fifth Doctor story, but Peter Davis isn't playing the Doctor. And that's going to be our recommendation for this week's Audible selection. You can choose, um, well, Audible is giving Doctor Who Pachak listeners a free audiobook download for with a free 30-day trial, so you have a chance to check out their service. And this could be one of them. Of course, you could pick whatever you like, but since I had mentioned it in this episode, the fires of um, um, the, the Great Fire in London, you can see how maybe that, if you haven't, yeah, well, even if you have seen the, the actual televised episode, the audiobook is um will present to you, will unfold how this all happened, you know, the, how the Great Fire came about and the Doctor's role in it. Now, Audible is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from in all different genres, including, well, of course, science fiction, but also thrillers, business, comedy, romance, and well, a whole bunch more. And Audible... Titles will play on your iPhone, Kindle, Android, more than 500 devices for listening anytime and anywhere. Now, to download your free audiobook, simply go to audibletrial.com slash pawchuck. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash pawchuck for your free audiobook. The audiobook is called Doctor Who and the Visitation. The televised story was just called The Visitation. This is uh, written by Eric Sayward. And it's narrated by Matthew Waterhouse, who uh, also plays Adric. Adric does. Uh, Adric was in this uh, televised story originally, so it's fitting that Matthew Waterhouse is there narrating. The Doctor, in an attempt to bring back one of his other companions, Tegan, to her own time in the 20th century in London uh, at Heathrow Airport, actually lands on the outskirts of London in 17th century. Um, in the 17th century, so. Here's a little bit of Doctor Who and the Visitation, as read by Matthew Waterhouse. Sir John dozed before the unlit fireplace. He had just consumed a vast meal along with two bottles of his favourite wine. Although the rhythmic movement of his bulky stomach suggested contentment, his high colour and twitching countenance more accurately indicated the onset of indigestion. Ralph, the elderly servant blew out the taper he had been using to light extra candles and slipped it behind his ear for safekeeping. "'Do you want me to clear away, Master Charles?' he said. Charles, who was sitting in his favourite chair cleaning a pair of saddle pistols, glanced across at his now snoring father. "'Leave the bread and cheese,' he said. "'I'm sure Sir John will want a little more to eat before retiring.' He gazed at the undulating stomach and sighed. "'Although heaven only knows where he puts it all.' The servant smiled and started to shuffle towards the dining table. Suddenly, the door burst open and the highly excited Elizabeth rushed into the room. Papa! Papa! Sir John's face turned deep purple as he coughed, spluttered, and then sat bolt upright, placing his hand on his racing heart. Fire and brimstone, he screamed. You should know better than to enter a room like that. I'm sorry, Papa, she bubbled, setting her candle on a side table and running to the window. But you must see them. Sir John craned his neck as he endeavoured to keep his daughter in view. The lights, Papa! She tugged at the curtains. They're so beautiful! Lights? Sir John clambered awkwardly out of his chair. What lights? It was clear he was uneasy. 
Elizabeth continued her tussle with the drapes, but her final victory was a hollow one. Oh, they've gone, she sighed, staring into the blackness of the night. Sir John turned from the window, clearly disturbed. What were the lights like? he muttered. Like a million shooting stars. The whole sky was ablaze. The old knight made his way to the dining table, picked up a quarter-full bottle of wine and emptied it into a goblet. Charles watched, concerned by his father's reaction. Are you all right, father? Of course I'm all right, he growled. It's just this talk of lights. He paused, staring into the goblet. I don't like the sound of it. Elizabeth moved to her father's side. Oh, papa! Her tone was slightly disapproving of his superstitious response. Strange lights do not bode well for the future. Take my word. Elizabeth reached up and kissed her father affectionately on the cheek. You're so sweet, the old man snorted. You're so sweet and so old-fashioned, she laughed. Sir John took a long swallow from his... This story can be yours as your free selection or any of your choosing. Once again, you can go to, to get your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash podchock. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash podchock for your free audiobook. I guess we'll, we'll move on to, um, to a town called Mercy. Isaac, he said he was a doctor, an alien doctor. What was that outside? The gunslinger. Showed up three weeks back. We've been prisoners ever since. I think the time for subterfuge has passed. My name is Carla Jicks. Uh, how did you get here? My craft crashed about a mile or so out of town. Did you try to repair your craft? Surely someone with your skills. It really was very badly damaged. We evacuate the town. Our ship's just over the hills. Room for everyone. I'll pop out and bring it back here. Robert's your uncle. Really? Simple as that. You still got to get past the gunslinger. <laughs> Security breach. Nine. Eight. Seven. Self-destruct. Overridden. Personal files of Dr. Carla Jacks. I'm sorry, Amy. He really should have followed the plan. I know who you are. And who Jex is, too. Well, I don't understand is why you haven't just walked into town and killed him. People will get in the way. Look, you want justice. You deserve justice. But this isn't the way. We can put him on trial. We can... When he starts killing your people, you can use your justice. This man is a murderer. I am a scientist. Sit down. Sit down! Somebody want to tell me what is going on? The gunslinger is a cyborg. A what? Half man, half machine. Our task was to bring peace, and we did. <laughs> oh, you're really letting him do this? Save us all? Yeah, I really am. If you wouldn't, I genuinely don't know. Doctor? Let him come back, Doctor! Or what? You won't shoot me, Amy. How do you know? Maybe I've changed. I mean, you've clearly been taking stupid lessons since I saw you last. I didn't mean to do that. Everyone who isn't an American, drop your gun. Well, I think I can speak for Dave, both Dave and I. <laughs> 
originally um, watched this and weren't that thrilled about it, but then enjoyed it furthermore yeah. on uh, repeated Much viewings on the second time. Yeah, I, um, I, I when I when I did this review for the first time, you know, for um, on our review episode for this, I made a disclaimer that I really wasn't into westerns, um, you know, and most of my westerns that I've seen are science fiction shows that did a western episode. So, um, but. So there's a lot of you know what what one might consider cliche Western elements in this, but that's okay. And I guess once you pass that, there's a lot of um, a lot more buried in the story and and a lot more going on here, which which I enjoy. And what I also like about this story, as well as the previous one, Dinosaurs in the Spaceship, is that there are really no mega villains. There's no one out to destroy the universe. Um, you know, the, the last episode was just a um, a heartless smuggler uh, mercenary out for his own benefit and no one else's. And here, I mean, well, we have a little bit more interesting character, but it wasn't someone that was out to destroy the, you know, the universe. And it wasn't like, you know, so... I enjoy that aspect that these two stories are sort of, you know, just um, the, the adversaries are not megalomaniacs, you know, in, in that sense. Though here we have the adversary having to come to terms with what he's done in the past. And um, and, and who is the adversary? Is it, is it the um, is it the cyborg or is it the this other doctor character? Um, doctor. Yeah. yeah. And also well, this I, mirror. I mirror. Go on. Go on, Tara. Sorry. Oh, OK. Well, I'd just like to point out, as, as somebody who is a fan of Westerns, who lives in the West, who shoots guns, who used to ride horses, uh, I liked quite a bit of this episode. Um, it, it's sort of like, uh, I'm going to give a shout out here to, to uh, Andre, uh, it's sort of like Rango. Okay, if you watched a lot of spaghetti Westerns, then you probably loved the movie Rango. If you didn't watch a lot of spaghetti Westerns, you probably hated the movie Rango. Um, there were so Tara, many touches. Some of them were almost shot for shot. Yes. No, I, I, I'm not familiar with Rango, so maybe you can enlighten me. But oh. um, is I also heard that this is also similar to um, uh, um, Shane. Is there, there's a, a movie called Shane? Um, it's a bit like Shane and High Noon. Really High smart. Noon and about six other movies. I mean, they, they swiped bits and pieces from all, all of these spaghetti westerns. The soundtrack was ripped off. I mean, I, I, I love Murray Gold. Absolutely adore Murray Gold. And he was just ripping it off with, with panache. He was having a grand old time just going, you know, I'm just going to take this swath. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. I'm just going to just. I, I thought the music was fitting, and, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it did get a little heavy-handed at times, but then again, it was, you know, it's a Western, mm-hmm. kind of what you expect. Um, as, as a horseback rider, it absolutely tickles me pink to watch an English rider attempt to ride a Western horse, because <laughs> I'm afraid I can always spot them. I can all, because you, you sit differently, you uh, your balance is different. And uh, I know that there was, you know, people were, were making all the speculation. Oh, was Matt Smith, Matt, Matt Smith rode his own horses. No, he had a stunt double. Uh, he had a stunt double, but it was an English stunt double, probably because he was trying to ride Western from an English background. And he was holding himself on the horse in such a way that, let me put it to you this way, Western riders sit on their pockets. They sit down deep in that saddle. That saddle's supposed to be a working platform. And this guy was trying to maintain his balance up through his thighs, which is what you do when you're in an English saddle. 
So that's See, that, that, that I would not have known. So that's why I'm glad you're here to. Say ink, horse, the, the horse uh, and, and some people who know about horses would have said, well, that, that, wouldn't, that horse wouldn't have been in keeping with the Old West. He was definitely a warm blood. He was definitely built very heavily. Uh, myself, I would have said Mustang, so could get away with that. But uh, he, he, he was definitely heavier than your average uh, Western-style horse, which were, they were establishing, well, they hadn't yet formally established the quarter horse as a breed. Sorry, I can go on like this for hours, so you should, guys should just stop it at some point. <laughs> well, stop. two questions. Well, but, First of all, I mean, I, I know some people who thought the horse was a gorgeous-looking horse. So about that. It is but, uh, but, yeah, uh, Willis Girl is saying, just, can you just confirm about that Drango? Because there's a cartoon called Drango as well. You, you, you mentioned a, a spaghetti western film called. Is Rango. it Durango? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's a. It was an animated movie that came out about three years ago. There were posters for it up all over Los Angeles for Galley year before last, and it had Johnny. It was a Johnny Depp animated movie about. Oh the, yeah chameleon who essentially finds himself in an old west town and saves the day and that was clearly an homage to the spaghetti western and yeah. it, it it split people right down the middle people didn't get it people didn't like it people you know walked away in droves i mean this was johnny depp's pet project and that's the only reason why it got made but uh people who like spaghetti westerns, rolled around on the floor and laughed hysterically. And uh, I think that's the same thing with this episode, is if you watched a lot of spaghetti westerns, I mean, if anything, it should have been slower paced if it was a spaghetti western, because, dear good Lord, slow the plot down, boys. Uh, it was way too fast-paced for a spaghetti okay. western. But uh, the, the rest of it, yeah, the, the elements. And, and, of course, I am very, very miffed that they didn't shoot it in the Albuquerque area, considering how many Westerns have been shot in New Mexico in the last five years. It's not even funny. They went to Utah. They can bloody well oh, come to New Mexico. It's probably a budget. No, no, no. Yeah. This was filmed in Spain. It's filmed in I Spain. I know. So, so there's your spaghetti yeah. Western. But, you right, know, yeah. I'm, now, are you, big, are you a big... Rory fan. I mean, do you feel as though Rory was a bit underused in this one? Not so much. Um, I'm the guy now, or something. He says somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think he was. He was. I, I think he could have been better used. I think, and I, I think we know that that Nate. Um, uh, that Amy should never ever be let anywhere near a gun, um, <laughs> having been to the gun range numerous times with women who have had similar mishaps. Uh, <laughs> ladies' night at the gun range can be very entertaining. I'm glad that Amy was there to pull the doctor back to himself. Amy was used well. Mm -hmm. I don't think Roy was utilized as much as he Yeah, that, that was the feedback yeah. we got also from this episode. And I have to say, as far as the but, horse I mean, goes, the only thing I can tell you about the horse is that its name was Susan, and to respect its life choices. 
<laughs> you know, I had horses like that. <laughs> Have I you? Had horses like that. Oh, another so, thing. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Matt Smith is is naturally you know naturally bow legged, so he you know he seems I don't know how yeah. well he rides a horse, but he seems like a, he looks like a horse rider, you know, because of that. Well, that was that was a big horse, so you know you would have needed to be bow legged to sit on a, on a on a beast that massive. Mm. I mean, he, he he was he was built massive. That was that was a big man's horse. That was not a little wussy horse. I see. So, um, but you know, mm-hmm. anytime they got horses in it, I'm there. I'm, oh wow, hey horses, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, loved loved Susan and his lifestyle choices, and uh, uh, several of my horses would give him a, a hoof bump and go, yeah, I'm right with you there, boy. <laughs> 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 Again, this was, as, as Lewis said at the beginning on this one, it wasn't a story that I appreciated much on first viewing, but it was an awful lot in it. And, of course, we we had this, really, the fact that we're holding up a mirror to the doctor here. This, this chap who's yeah. done these war mm-hmm. crimes is not too dissimilar to what the doctor, because we've, we've heard in past episodes how, how the accusation to the doctor is that he turns his companions uh, into weapons and they do the fighting for him. Um you know, so he's he's very much uh, of that ilk, pretending to be uh, you know very moralistic. But um, we've, I mean, look at the the episode that we just talked about, uh, uh, the spaceship one. I mean, uh, he, he he puts that drone or whatever it is that the the home imbeciles are going for, mm-hmm. and he leaves it on the spaceship. You know, that chap. Mind you, having said that, that chap had killed all the Silurians, um, so perhaps he didn't have any redeeming features. The doctor would relent. So sometimes it's you know no second chances. Other times, uh, the doctor says that I'm um, I'm a man who can't. I won't. Mm-hmm. Well, the doctor's also roaming the universe, putting wrongs to right. He's atoning for his sins, and uh, by running around and 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 fixing things, he can't help but fix things. He's He's got to get in there and, and, and make things right. He's just, just That's just what he's built for. He's going to get in there and do that. Yeah, that's why he left Gallifrey in the first place. Doing, that's, that's him doing his penance, and that's the way he's always going to be. But we're now seeing, I mean, we're seeing uh, a maturation of the doctor over the years. I mean, he's, he's losing some of his, his mercy, and he's... Uh, getting back to being crotchety again, but now he's almost got a grudge. And well, uh, I was to say, it is in this episode. I think that he mentions that he's twelve hundred years old now, older yeah. than the the uh, the impossible astronaut episode. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, as you said earlier, Tara, we have lots of uh, space here for further adventures of the Eleventh Doctor. You know, between um, you know all the you know the, he's the pond. You know, in, in the next episode, we learn that the ponds are been with him for for ten years of their time. So, you know, the, there's lots of time there to explore. Oh yeah, I see a whole lot of audio adventures coming up. Coming yeah. down the pike, you know, you can do novelizations, you can do audio adventures, comic books, whatever. whatever. Yeah, plenty of room to roam. All right. Well, we I was Michael? just, I was I just. I like, by the way, I like it when they leave wiggle room. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a little bit from the Power of Three. 
How long were they away? I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. Because they're wearing totally different clothes from earlier. Seven weeks. What happened to the other people who travel with you? Some left me. Some got left behind. And some, not many, but some died. Not them, not them, Brian. Brian's log, day 361. No movement. <laughs> Do it again. Out of the way, dear, I'm trying to. Whatever you are, this planet, these people are precious to me. And I will defend them to my last breath. This is the latest. Oh, dear. I've got government screaming for explanations and no idea what to tell them. I'm, I'm lost, Doctor. We all are. Don't despair, Kate. Your dad never did. Kate Stewart. Heading up unit, changing the way they work. How could you not be? Why did you drop Lethbridge? I didn't want any favours. Though he guided me, even to the end. Science leads, he always told me. Said he'd learnt that from an old friend. We don't let him down. We don't let this planet down. They've stopped. The cubes. Active for 47 minutes and then they just die? Not dead. Dormant, maybe. They got what they wanted. Cubes. That's why they stopped. Come on. Kate? Before they shut down, they scanned everything, from your medical limits to your military response patterns. They made a complete assessment of planet Earth and its inhabitants. What? Why did they all say seven? Seven. It has to be a countdown. Not in minutes. Why would it be minutes, Kate? We have to get humanity away from those cubes. God knows what they'll do if they hit zero. Sorry, excuse me. I'm looking for the supplies cupboard. Hey. Dad. Hey. All right, well. to talk about here? I mean, um, what about... Uh, I want to know what Tara thought about uh, having Kate Stewart in the story. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That just absolutely gobsmacked me when they... When, 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 with her reveal. Because, you know, when she first came on, I was thinking, how the hell does a scientific advisor run unit? How the hell do they, do they work that into the military? That's, that's, there's got to be something screwy here. And then when they did the big reveal, having, you know, having lost Nick Court, Courtney just, you know, mm -hmm. recently, it, it was gutting to me. I was like, yeah. oh. It was a real nice oh, touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, please bring her back. Please, you can have her back every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they made, yeah, well, not every week, but they, I, I'm, I hope we get to see her again. And what I really like is, and which was brought to my attention when we reviewed this episode a couple of weeks ago on, on Dr. Upachak, was that, um, and which I didn't know at the time because I hadn't seen it then, was that there's a Doctor Who spinoff direct-to-video called Downtown, Downtime. Yes. And that's where yes. Kate Stewart is actually introduced in that story. And um, I just watched it just recently. I wanted to, so I finally have a, an opportunity to, just to to view it. I have, first, I have to first say that it's it's sort of like a Doctor Who convention because there's a lot of Doctor Who um, 
actors and actresses in it that uh, some are reprising their roles, some are like John Leeson are, are is in it doing another role. So it was a nice uh, nice touch there. It was sort of like a convention going to a Doctor Who convention instead of and and seeing a story instead. Uh, so that was. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it seemed that way at times. Yeah, I got a great idea. We'll just walk around with a mic and the, hand somebody a couple of pages of dialogue. There you and go. You read this and I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> In in that story though, we see we are introduced to uh, Kate um, Lethbridge Stewart. At that time, she didn't drop Lethbridge yet. So, uh, but she has a son who's five years old. So, which this was this takes place about fifteen twenty years ago, which means now her son is probably around twenty twenty five. So maybe we'll see. Um, and his son, her son hey, is Gordon. Maybe grandson. That's right. Woo-hoo. So we, who knows? We may see. Um, more, more of the Stewarts. And did, did you when you saw? Sorry, I was just going to ask Lewis. Um, when now you've seen that, the actress who played the younger mm-hmm. uh, Stewart, different actress. Uh, did she? Yeah, yeah, I know. But did, did you not feel it was a resemblance? There's, there's, there's not only a physical resemblance, but also her demeanor. Is the same. The, the, um, Redgrave, who does it in this episode, um, I don't know if she's. I don't know if it's just a coincidence or if she. I don't know if she viewed the downtime or not. But the, there seems to be a demeanor of the act of the character seems to be the same. Just the way she kind of positioned herself and held herself, and you know that, that just it just seemed to be very similar. It, it or, or maybe it was just the casting was just done right to to kind of simulate and emulate the, uh, you know, how that actress who I don't know off the top of my head did it in downtime, how she played Kate Stewart, but it seemed, um, the way she spoke and, um, and, and fit in her physical appearance is similar as well. So I, th- I thought that was good casting. Well, right. this was the shortest of the episodes. Yes. And personally, uh, you know, just just me being silly. Um, I would have loved to have seen more of the doctors dealing with day to day life with the ponds. I'm sorry, I I would have would have loved to have seen the doctor down at the pub. Would have loved to have seen the doctor going grocery shopping. Would have loved to have seen the well, yeah, this this is the doctor does dead. domestic episode, sort of like what we saw with um, yeah. uh, was it a couple um, years ago with um, yes. when, when he lodger. You know, the, so yeah. except for larger, it just seemed like everything, all like Earth traditions, just seemed too alien to you know him for him. I mean, where the doctor should have known by right. now. Um, here, it wasn't the case. You know, he seemed to fit in fairly well. Uh, my problem with this episode is just is the is the payoff. You know, this whole threat and all that is all done in in a minute's time with the doctor just waving his sonic screwdriver around and fixing everything. What they. Uh-huh. What yeah. what I suggested was that perhaps they could have had a whole episode of the Doctor doing domestic with the pawns like they did here, and then have it just carry over to another episode where he deals with, you know, the resolution of the cubes and um, and and fighting this um, uh, whatever this um, alien uh, this mega mega exterminate whatever it was so it just seemed like that was sort of rushed and the ending was you know it, it was the yeah. shortest episode and he fixes everything with with his magic wand in less than a minute and i found that disappointing but the rest of it was good it was beverly Cressman that played uh, 
the original. The younger version. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, yeah, inter- um, it was interesting to watch that, that downtime. You know, it was, um, I'm glad I, I watched it, though. It's not, you know, it, it's not, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. It, it's direct-to-video, so it's not top-notch, um, you know, but they did what they could. Yeah, the prices on eBay have gone through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Couldn't give that video away, and now suddenly... Well, I just will say, um, check YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 certainly not. <laughs> Official channels only. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Well, anything else we got to say about that one? I mean, uh, other than, you know, uh, bring a whole bunch of cute scally, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Sean's going to just love that. Um, yeah, it was a bit I'm, quick. The resolution, I think, that was one of the weaknesses. Of yeah, well, that, that's that's what uh, I was saying. I don't know too, why they yeah. could have spent a little bit longer at the end and had some. And of course, the, the doctor seemed to abandon those people in the hospital on the ship. But otherwise, it's it's a very nostalgic episode because there's so many different nods and throwbacks to the past. You know, from uh, from recent even recent past to old history, like you know Zygons and Metal Dogs, and um, but there was also you know nods to more recent stuff that went on in Doctor Who too. So it's sort of like catching your breath and just like sort of acknowledging some of the stuff that happened, you know, in the past. And boy, howdy, have, have units digs moved up in the world or what? I mean, they used to be out in BFE in some barracks somewhere in <laughs> Sussex. And now, every time everything goes to pot, they uh, run straight to the Tower of London. Hey, great. That's <laughs> Yeah. Well, we know where unit is. If, you know, if you're, you're ever in London and, and things start to go bad, head to the Tower of London. You'll, you'll be all right. <laughs> Which looked very much like the set of the Beast Below. Uh, yes. The part that he's in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and uh, the Almost People and a few others been well used, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, the Almost People. That's uh, that's um, that, yeah, it's Care Philly. That's Care Philly Castle. Oh, well, I'm assuming that that's what they used for this as well. I mean, uh, I don't think they went to the real Tower of London. Oh, I'm sure they didn't go to the real castle, yeah, they, but they, there's, there's several castles in the immediate vicinity. Yeah, so. yeah. No, they they didn't. I remember reading something that that they they couldn't because something else. I mean, I think I think the Olympics were something was going on and they couldn't use it, so they had to use something else because of um, because of that. Yeah. I think there's at least three castles with an easy driving distance to Cardiff. So. Mm. Uh, well, I know they used for the almost people. They used multiple castles. Um, they probably maybe used one mostly, okay, but they they did use multiple. I think they used at least three, if not four, castles uh, for shooting of that. Yeah. All right. And any other comments about okay. the, the power of three? We'll we'll move on to um, so. the Muppets take Manhattan. I mean, um, the the angels take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I always I do that deliberately. Well, though, let's say that the power of three had had the least amount of of uh, angst and pain in it. I mean, we find we had some domestic pawns, we had some happy domestic pawns, we had some happy domestic uh, scenes, and uh, it 
I mean, so for for you know, on the angst level, it was about a one. Mm. So, but uh, then we go on to the next episode and just amp it up to eleven, <laughs> and leave everybody in crying puddles on the floor. So. Uh, he, he has I think a... the, the best Sorry. summation of that episode I saw on uh, Tumblr was uh, the the guys who were in the Avengers fandom uh, kind of got together and got a very cute photo of several of the Avengers sort of peering up with expressions of concern on their face, and the and the title on this photo was, "Are you Hoovians okay?" So. <laughs> <laughs> Because boy, people were just flinging themselves about madly on on, on Tumblr. Well, here's a little taste of um oh, man. the the um the angels take Manhattan. So is this what's gonna happen? We just keep chasing him back in time and they keep pulling him further back. He isn't back in time. I'm reading a displacement, but there are no temporal markers. Well, come on, come on, come on, where is he? If it was that easy, I'd get you to do it. It must hurt. Yes. The wrist is pretty bad, too. No, no, no. Stop that. Stop that. Stop it. There you go. How's that? Well, let's see, shall we? Stupid waste of regeneration energy. Nothing is gained by you being a sentimental idiot. River! Oh, you embarrass me. River! Why would they send him here? Rory! Rory! Amy. Doctor, look at this. Why is it smiling? Amy. Rory! Get out of there. Don't look at anything. Don't touch. Who's that? Amy. Amy. Please. Rory. <laughs> He's here. Someone, please, tell me what is going on. I'm sorry, Rory. But you just died. The Angels Take Manhattan, which is, uh, the... And a new record for a number of times of Rory dies in an episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's made a career of, of dying. <laughs> Three times in one episode? I mean, really? I, I, I mean, if you're gonna go out, <laughs> I've stopped counting. <laughs> before we before we get to the story itself, Tara, what, were you expecting to see River Song again? Or I mean, I, I'm assuming you tried to stay spoiler free. So, well, I think she was in the trailer. So, in, unless she avoided the trailer, yes, she was. 
we knew she was going to be coming yeah, no, in I, one episode. I, I'm sorry. I love River Song. They can have River Song back anytime she wants. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're going to get away from the domestic. Um, just go ahead and say here, uh, my 21-year-old marriage to the DH has uh, crashed and burned, and so watching uh, Amy and Rory's relationship hit the skids and then uh, seeing divorce papers waved around and then uh, seeing all the declarations of love and dying together and over and over and over again, I was an absolute basket case for about 48 hours. Oh, my. So... Um, Definitely touched some nerves there. Uh, were there any they didn't effing touch? Mm. I mean, geez, oh my God. Um, but anyhow, uh, uh, loved River Song, loved, loved her contribution to it, loved, uh, they, they made an awful lot of uh, declarations of what marriage should and shouldn't be, and I, I agree with them. Uh, it, uh, I mean, I always did have a problem with, you know, Rory waited, what was it, 3,000 years or 2,000 years? 2,000 years. 2,000, yeah. 2,000 years for Amy. Amy waits 40 years and goes completely around the twist. Not kind of fair, but anyhow, they ended well. They ended well. Yeah. So. I, I thought it was a fitting ending for the, you know, to say goodbye to the ponds, to do it this way instead of just, you know, leaving them at their house or, you know, I just, you know, it leaves, even though the doctors... Oh, you know, he would have been... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, he would have been ducking back in, you know. Yeah, I know. Been, so... He would have been coming back and visiting them. And this is, I mean, rock solid. How are you going to get back at them? So. Well, he, he says he can never I mean, see them again, though the doctor, never say never with the doctor. You know, he said he'd never go back to Pete's world, and yet <laughs> he winds up going back to Pete's world. So, but we'll, um, you know. Why couldn't he, he go, say, uh, go 50 years past that time distortion and wait? He's got all the time. Well, the, well, the, the, the thing is, obviously, the, the, the actual um, cemetery stone, uh, the gravestone is there in New York, but... One one would assume that obviously they, they've been shunted back in the past with nothing but the clothes they're standing in, so they're going to stay in America for some of that time. But who's to say that they didn't travel back on a tramp steamer or a, you know on the QE no the the, the Queen Mary or something back to yeah. England um, and he could visit them when they're back in England because uh, we, yeah, we don't if know. Yeah, got away from the place that would have solved part of the time nexus problem because it was a combination of time and space. So, Or the doctor could visit them within the 10-year span up until that point. You know, uh, this series, if it's true that it's being uh, shown out of order from the doctor, you know, out of order from the doctor's timeline, then, you know, the next story could be the power of three for the doctor, which um, he visits Amy and Rory, you know, before this story takes place. Oof. <laughs> Timey wimey. Talk about being talk about being masochistic. I mean, oh, cool. because he didn't know about the glasses. He said, you know, and but yet he spent a year with the ponds when she's wearing those glasses. So that's the argument there. So maybe the the, uh, the power three takes place after this episode in the doctor's timeline. Timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
him going back and telling Rory's dad? I don't think he will. But, I mean, I, I, for, for, for me, this was anyway the strongest of the five episodes. Yes, I, mean, I, uh, I agree. There, there are things. I mean, you could argue the fact that because everybody knew that the, the Weeping Angels were back uh, and, and we were pretty assured that, you know, someone's going to die, um, then, you know, it, it didn't take a great genius to work out, you know, the, the fate of the ponds. But I think it was really well dealt with. And I think in, in a couple of these episodes, and particularly in this one, uh, I thought Karen Gillan you know, was really acting well. I, I mean, it sounds awful to say so. You know, she's been with us all these years. And it's, only, <laughs> it's only now I'm feeling as though she was actually acting. I thought she had a couple of scenes there where she really... Uh, she seemed to be living the part, mm. uh, and um, that was great. And to some extent, my enthusiasm for the episode was um, tempered somewhat by the fact that I was already over the ponds. I was already, you know, they've got a new house, new car. Yeah. Uh, to some extent, uh, mentally, I'd always, I'd already moved on from them. Mm -hmm. But the, the, that wasn't to say that this wasn't uh, very powerful. And I, I did like that scene in the. Um, in the graveyard, and uh, the, the only other quibble I had is uh, I didn't really, although I understand why they did it, uh, why they had the Statue of Liberty move and uh, move so slowly with footsteps being heard, because we all know that when the angels move, they're supposed to move at quantum speed. You're not really supposed to see them well, move. We had, lots, we had lots of footprints in here. I mean, we had those little cherubs just pitter-pattering around like little mad things, which while it was a very, very cool effect and very creepy as hell, again, they shouldn't have made any noise at all. But mm. it was done for effect. It yeah. was done. Well, I'm afraid uh, when I saw you know, the Statue of Liberty move, which I pretty much knew they were going to do, you know, like, oh, God, they're going to have to move the Statue of Liberty. I, I'm afraid that uh, it sort of harkened back to me for Ghostbusters 2. Well, that's what so, I said in our review episode. I just kept on thinking of, you know, them riding ah! the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that this was another yeah, location shooting. Uh, of course, I'm a little biased being, you know, that it was New York, but it just, I don't, you know, it's hard to fake New York. So I'm so glad that they did, you know, they were able to go out and shoot on location and, and really made it feel like they were really in New York. So I, I'm glad they, they, they did that. It just reminds, reminds me of uh, the, the Daleks in Manhattan and how miffed David Tennant was that he didn't actually get to go to Manhattan. Yeah. That, you know, there's a great little in the confidential where he's mm -hmm. sort of letting them all have it that, hey, you guys got to go and I didn't. And I think that's totally unfair. And so I'm sure somewhere David Tennant was going, man, this is not fair. They go to the <laughs> States. They've been to the States twice. They went to Spain. They went, I mean, sure, yeah, I got to go to Pompeii, but, you know. Well, when um, when this series when when I should say when Matt Smith first took over this you know the role, uh, they had the premiere in New York, and you know I got to see him there. And one of the questions he was uh, you know was asked to him what he really wanted to do. You know what would he what were like the dream things he would like to do in this part? And one of them, part of that answer was to do an episode in New York. So I'm glad that was fulfilled. The, the other was to do something with Frank Sinatra. So maybe that's still coming up. But I'm glad he got to uh, to do an episode in New York. I can come back anytime, guys. Come on back anytime you like. <laughs> 
since Tara wasn't with us last time, would you mind, Lewis, if I just played that afterward, the um, the part where um, we 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 because I I think it was marvelous that the, that we brought it full circle. Yeah, I actually and we had uh, I, I, I was going to do that. So if you want, I'll you want me to do it? I'll do it. What? Go. Okay. This book I've got to write, Melody Malone. I presume I send it to Amy to get it published. Yes. Yes. I'll tell her to write an afterword. Afterword by Amelia Williams. Hello, old friend. And here we are. You and me on the last page. By the time you read these words, Rory and I will be long gone. So know that we lived well and we're very happy. And above all else, know that we will love you always. Sometimes I do worry about you, though. I think once we're gone, you won't be coming back here for a while, and you might be alone, which you should never be. Don't be alone, Doctor. And do one more thing for me. There's a little girl waiting in a garden. She's going to wait a long while, so she's going to need a lot of hope. Go to her. Tell her a story. Tell her that if she's patient, the days are coming that she'll never forget. Tell her she'll go to sea and fight pirates. She'll fall in love with a man who'll wait 2,000 years to keep her safe. Tell her she'll give hope to the greatest painter who ever lived and save a whale in outer space. Tell her this is the story of Amelia Pond. And this is how it ends. Very fitting yeah, ending. A few comments, by the way, in the uh, text here. Um, uh, Exterminator. Yeah. Um, I like seeing River's song and the Doctor interact as husband and wife. Mind blown. Yes. Uh, I wonder how he was going to tell Rory's dad. Uh, also reminded about Ghostbusters, as were you, Tara. Mm. And uh, yeah. San Diego is nice, too. <laughs> uh, and Will- <laughs> Willis Girl, uh, very effusive. So far, this has been the best episode of Series 7. And uh, another comment, the voiceover by a companion on the final episode is starting to becoming a tradition. Mm. And Claude says, not the whale. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was glad that they they brought it full circle with Amelia there. So I guess this means future episodes of on BBC America. Uh, now, I, unfortunately, I, I don't have it, so I, I'm not watching it. But a common complaint was that they were doing these intros. Each episode would start with a um, with Amy doing a like a voiceover. Like this is I, I don't know what she Whoa. says. Oh God, they're hideous. So I'm, I'm assuming they can't do that anymore now that she's, Amy's no longer, you know, in the series. So not only knows what they're going to do. I mean, they changed the title sequence each for each episode. mm -hmm. So I mean, Moffat's having just way the hell too much fun with with the opening sequence. Yeah, with the the skinning of the Doctor Uh, Who logo. 
Yeah, so yeah. let's talk about that. What did you think about the uh, the changes every week? I kind of liked it for for the novelty, but there's a old school part of me that 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 wants to say, quit screwing around, boys, and get get with the program. <laughs> it, it makes. I mean, I'm kind of. I, I kind of. I wouldn't mind if they did that for for special episodes. Did it for the Christmas episode, but every episode kind of wearing. Well, speaking of the Christmas the, the, episode... The lights seemed very yellow, didn't they? The lights from they, the TARDIS. Yeah, they changed, well, they changed the color with the, with the logos. So, yeah. I mean, they just sort of mucked about with, 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 with it each week. So, uh, uh, I think it's an unnecessary bit of flash. You know, if it makes somebody happy and gets somebody a paycheck, okay, but... You know, personally, I'm I'm kind of old school. I'd rather they just pick one and stuck with it, and then change it when it comes time for a new doctor. So. Yeah. So I mean, okay, oh, so uh, I mean, my my overall view of the series mm-hmm. would be started off strong, got a little bit disappointing in the middle, but those epi- but yeah, but those episodes. Definitely improved on second view. There's an there's an awful lot in the dialogue that you can quite often miss. Uh, loved um, loved the whole look and feel. And there's no doubt about it. You know these are big screen versions of Doctor Who. Uh, as I said right at the beginning, I almost feel as though each of these would have deserved and perhaps done better with an extra you know ten minutes on each episode. I don't think any of them could have uh, extended to a two-parter, although I know a lot of people that I've talked to online and on podcasts have been calling for the fact that why didn't they make that this or that a two-parter? Um, I do feel as though some of them could have done with a little bit of room, but I felt they ended up with a big, um, a big, very strong episode. I, I hope that we're not going to have any sort of, you know, like they did with Rose, you know, four curtain calls after we thought she'd gone. I hope, oh yes! Can we I mean, please not have a whole half yeah. season of morning, morning the pond? Yeah. Can we just get mm. on with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think so. I okay hope so as well. It's okay to have an occasional, you know, little misty-eyed moment, but you know, it's I time to move on. Yeah. The whole tenth Doctor with 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 Martha, you know. Well, because we've already had, you know, our goodbyes with the pond a few episodes already. We, you know, we said goodbye to them and then it turned out the doctor came back. And so we've already done that. So, you know, I think it's time to kind of just say goodbye and move on. But I mean, overall, I I thought this series was was, um, strong, middle of the road for me, but strong. I think it started off very strong and ended strong with two episodes there. Um, I did have, you know, I, I, and I voiced my concerns with the first, uh, you know, Asylum of the Daleks, but I, I still, you know, that was a, um, a, a good story, a good, um, a good way to start the series. Uh, and I also like that there were no, I mean, there was some story arcs, but no overall, you know, gigantic story arcs that were tying all these things that each one of these stories could be seen alone onto itself without needing to watch what came before or what comes after it. So uh, I like that too. So <laughs> Willis goes, I mourn the Triceratops. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that poor, that poor Triceratops. Oh, that poor Triceratops. I think I, sh- 
Chine has a has a toy triceratops, and uh, she was running around on the floor with it while that episode was, was going on. And, <laughs> Very fitting. And at one point, she leapt up in my lap and shoved the toy tri- triceratops in my face, like, "Here, here's the triceratops. It's all right. It's not. It hasn't gone." So. <laughs> So, um, it's a time dog, I tell you. It's a time dog. <laughs> going to have to get her some Dalek bones. So <laughs> now we have to look forward to is the Christmas episode, which doesn't have a name, does it? We don't know yep. what it's going to be called. Not yet. We saw a little teaser, not a full trailer, just a, a, a few scenes, and it looks like a very much, I mean, from what we see, it looks like a traditional Christmas episode again, which... I don't know. I, I just, I mean, the last Christmas special I thought was was more of a Christmas special starring, do, you know, the Doctor more so than a Doctor Who Christmas special episode, if you follow my meaning. It just, um, I, I think we could do a Christmas episode. I didn't care for that one. Yeah, I, I think we could do a Christmas episode without... It being, you know, um, Victorian Christmas, you know, or or and or, or take place on Earth at all. I mean, we could oh, do, I... we could do something in the spirit of Christmas without it taking place on Christmas. You yeah. know, it just, it just, it's just becoming a little cliche with every Christmas special being looking, you know, looking like a Christmas Victorian. special. Right. I was going to put, by the way, a link in the room to the uh, wiki page for the Christmas special, but. Um, there's actually some spoilers there in terms of possible casting, so perhaps I shouldn't oh. do those people in the room. Oh, no. be, no, just be careful. Don't go to the wiki page for 2012 Christmas special if you don't want to know who may well be guest uh, starring in it. Oh, it's going to be everywhere. In the next in the next month or so, as people, I mean, people have been complaining. Uh, we're, we're complaining all day yesterday, Lewis, that. I'm supposed to be watching something today. Yeah, well, I even made a comment, too. Like, something seems to be missing tonight. (laughs) Yep, I saw it, and so did a whole ton of other people, and there were a lot of comments along those lines, and I I felt exactly the same. I mean, I was kind of wandering around the house because, you know, I had a schedule, you know? Just got, okay, we got to have all this, this is all going to be cleared away in preparation for Doctor Who. Okay, we got to have to put the tea on, put the tea on so the tea will be ready. Okay, everything, everything. Phones are off. Everything's settled. Yes. Who? And, uh, well, didn't have to do yeah. that yesterday. Well, you know, they made such a big point that, you know, Doctor Who is returning to the fall, you know, is returning to autumn, yet really it was only the last episode or two that was technically in autumn. The rest was still the end of summer. So we really didn't... It's summer. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think it would have done better maybe if they pushed this, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say this because I, we've been waiting for so long, but um, but now we have to wait till Christmas and then we have another wait before we see the rest of this series. So it just seems like a lot of waiting, you know, and maybe if they you, if this was yeah. starting in October, maybe or, or November. Originally, we were speculating, you know, because of the, you know, we knew that the sixth episode was going to be the Christmas one. So we were counting the weeks and it, and it seemed like maybe the series would begin on or around November twenty uh, 23rd or something like that, which might have been appropriate. You know, I, I think Saturday would have been the 22nd yeah. or something like that. I'm not looking at the calendar, but um, it would have been kind of appropriate to start it then and just lead right into the Christmas special and then take the break. 
right. now we got two breaks. We got this got break and then yeah. the one after the Christmas special and then another big wait. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it turned out that September had five Saturdays. So this whole entire, you know, half season fit into one month. <laughs> so it seems. It seems a bit abbreviated. Yeah, uh, I will say though that um, these, as I said, not only are these episodes worth a second watch, uh, they they do improve on second third watching. Mm. Uh, so absolutely. Um, uh, I, I don't even know whether they've already come out on Blu-ray, which, uh, but I'm sure um, they will make a great package. They're, they're, I'm yeah. guessing they'll probably be out for the, the holidays. Yeah, and then BBC America is replaying them. To my understanding, they're um, having you know an encore performance. So I guess you know they're. I'm assuming I, I don't but have. They're it. not showing Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh, is is that right. it? But they may well be butchered, of course, for the second showing. Yeah, they'll be shocked all to hell. Mm-hmm. So, I, oh, that, I've, I've commented several times on Twitter that God, the the commercial breaks were so damn annoying this year. I just oh. And I hear spoilery as well during uh, the uh, the Angels Take uh, Manhattan. They were showing, you know, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan talking about their departure and all that. So, you know, during the episode itself. Well, we all knew they were leaving, but, but still, yeah, it was just kind of... <sighs> <laughs> you would think that they would learn their lesson about spoilers and just keep, you know, put that at the end of the episode, you know. Get it. Like, don't go, you know, put, put it at the end, don't go away. We have, you know, interviews with Matt Smith and Karen Gillan and uh, Arthur Darville and whatever, and do that all at the end instead of spoiling people in the middle. Because if you're watching it live, it's one thing with your DVR. You can just fast forward and then go back to it later. But if you're watching it live, you're going to get spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're near to the end of uh, your recording now, but one thing I'd, I'd like to mention, and maybe Tara might want to comment on it, is the. The, the, the quality of the guest stars that they've had in these five seasons. And uh, they've also brought on board, I'm sure, a lot of Harry Potter fans uh, with uh, yeah. you know, actors from the, the Harry, world of Harry Potter, uh, particularly the spaceship, um, dinosaurs and the spaceship one. Yeah. And you had Ben Browder from um, Farscape and uh, the other one, which, um, something um, I, which I, don't, I haven't watched, something Scape. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of Farscape, but boy, that that drew in a whole ton of Farscape fans who are now struggling to catch up, which I find very funny. Yeah, but he did another after Farscape. He <laughs> joined he joined the other sci-fi series, which I, I don't watch. I don't I don't mean to be rude. I just don't. I can't think of the title name now. But it's yeah. that other one. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Those that are familiar with it knows what I'm talking about. There's people at you. <laughs> I know, I know. They hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for, obviously, the, the Dance of the Spaceship one, we had, uh, well, Brian, Mark Williams playing Brian Williams, of course, um, Ron Weasley's father, and then we had uh, David Bradley playing Solomon, who was uh, the caretaker, wasn't he, at Hogwarts? Um, yeah. And I think there was one other one as well we've had. 
who I'm trying to uh, think about now, but I think there's been about three. So all in all, um, it's gone very quickly. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. Stargate, uh, Stargate uh, SG-1. That's curve. that's the one. I just had to Google it because it was, ah. Stargate is the one that uh, ah. I, I don't watch that he he uh, joined after after Farscape. <laughs> All right. So now you now th- those don't have to kill me anymore. They. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's been an absolute pleasure. It's been lovely to hear Tara's Tada back live on yes. air. I think uh, everybody's we missed her anxious laughter and her very clean language. <laughs> I didn't drop a single F bomb. Well I did. There was an abbreviated F bomb. Effin. Effin. Quit while you're ahead, Lewis. Yes, I'm I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm quitting. Love that love that frog sound. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We, we didn't have any um, live callers, but we did have people very um, active in the in the chat. So I'm glad to see uh, to see that at least. And it's great to have Tar- uh, Tara on board. Uh, <laughs> I was going to call you Tardis Tara, but that's that's your if you want to follow her on Twitter, that's how, that's where you would find her. Oh, don't follow me. I'm real depressed right now. Come back when I'm when I'm a little happier. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, Anyhow, I hope to be making. Uh, I hope to be going to uh, Chicago Tardis and uh, Galley this year. And uh, oh, that's fantastic! This, uh, this little time dog with me, so you can come and see her. And uh, she may or may not have Dalek bumps. She does have a, a Rose Tyler wig and a uh, <laughs> and a. Uh, she has an entire uh, uh, runaway bride costume that she may be wearing, and Cybermat. So. <laughs> Many costume changes. Is she not going ginger? Is she not going ginger? Yeah, she can go ginger. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> she's one of those little dogs that, that, you, that if you dress her up, instead of looking ashamed, she just sort of runs around and freaks people out with it. She just kind of goes, ah, deal with me. So, can't be a lot of fun. No, I'm looking forward to hearing okay. about it. <laughs> well, she was a flying monkey last weekend, so. <laughs> well, Halloween is coming. Like winter when you said that. <laughs> she, she makes a great flying monkey. I just, you know, kind of wanted to borrow a few more pugs, so. She's now hiding <laughs> behind the sofa. <laughs> no, she's sitting in my lap chewing on this ridiculously, horribly stinky chewy, so. Ugh. Well, it doesn't take a flock of flying monkeys. Is that a right term, flock of flying monkeys? It doesn't take a flock of flying monkeys, a swarm maybe, <laughs> to know that we wouldn't be able to do this show without Pachak supporting subscribers. So if you're not already a Pachak supporting subscriber, please consider becoming one for a small monthly fee or donation, if you will. It really does help make this show possible. We've got some extra episodes coming your way that will be exclusive to Dr. Who Podshock supporting subscribers. A big thank you to all our existing subscribers. We can't do this show without you, as I said, so um, it doesn't go without notice and without appreciation. To become a Dr. Who Podshock supporting subscriber, simply go to the Gallifrey Embassy or Podshock.net, and there's a top 
banner there that will that you can click on for more information and you can join there. You could also go to arttrap.com as well. Again, a big thank you to all our supporters. Well, thanks again, Tara, and thanks uh, again for... Um, uh, uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. And, yeah. And, and uh, this was a lot of fun. So you know, let's do it again, well, hopefully. And But we're not getting anything new till Christmas, so... Well, um, there's plenty of other stuff that we have to review and go over, so um, there'll be more Talk to Pachaks before oh. then. Uh, there might not be live shows, but we got some studio shows coming up and interviews and whatnot, so more stuff coming up ahead, and um, and hopefully um, all of you will be with us. And Dave, as always, thank you, and once again, you can catch him on uh, Coltum Collective. Dave, great hearing you again. Haven't heard from you in entirely too long. Thank you very much, Tyler. Tara, Tara, and uh, <laughs> poor Ian will be so upset that he missed this. Uh, he loves chatting oh. to you. Uh. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. Well, until next yep, time, everyone. Collective will be uh, luckily we c- we can go on to other things. So, uh, but um, thank you for having us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock, presented to you by the fan-run GallifreyMC.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This podcast is also supported by the Podchuck Podcast Companion app now in the iTunes App Store. Visit arttrap.com for more information on this and other podcasts. Right. Take us to your leader. Really? Too good to resist. Mm-hmm.